You're listening to City Church Long Beach Sermons. Visit us at citychurchlongbeach.org. Yes, go ahead and be seated. Worship team, thank you so much. That was such a lovely way uh, to start the morning. If I haven't had a chance to meet you yet, my name is Brenna Rubio. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm one of the co-pastors here at City Church of Long Beach, where we are a radically welcoming community on the journey towards Jesus, joining him in the renewal of all things. And we're just, we're so glad to have every one of you here today. Um, For anybody in the back, if you want to, I know some of you love standing, but there are seats if you want to find a place. Uh, Hey, Zoom friends, thanks for being with us too. We always love our Zoom community piping in and joining us. Um, This is going to be a fun Sunday, I think, as I've had a chance to hear, I just know some of the people you're going to be hearing stories from I just feel so excited um, about the conversations we get to have, uh, just hearing from other people about their own spiritual journeys. So thanks for being here together and being part of it all. Uh, You know, one of the things that we love to do is we love to pray over our kids here at City Church, not only the kids who are right here in this room, the kids who uh, are part of our Zoom community, and the kids who are part of this Lafayette Elementary School and Wrigley Neighborhood community. So would you uh, join me in welcoming up our friend Charmaine Sumner, who is going to help pray over our kids. Thanks, Charmaine. Let's pray. Dear God, thanks so much for our kids. May you bless their week ahead and bless their time in kidsmen and may they shine their light onto others in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. Hey, kids, if you want to go out with Charmaine uh, and the other teachers, we have a lot of fun planned for you. Of course, kids are always welcome to stay in the service too, if that is what you are feeling more this morning. Um, So as the kids are leaving, I want to tell you this is such a fun Sunday. I am so excited uh, that I get to introduce to you um, Billy Minchel. I think I just mispronounced that. He's going to come clarify it for us. Um, But our friend Billy, who is going to be our new family ministries director. Uh, Would you welcome Billy up? I'm sorry, I should have practiced your last name five times. No, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's all good. Okay. Is this good? Yes. Okay, yeah. Min- Tell us. Minshaw. 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 Billy Minshaw. You know, I've spent my life spelling, spelling it. I, I bet. It was, it was, it was probably, yeah, it was, I don't know. I, I'm Billy, my, my pronouns are he, him. So thank you, thank you for, um, thank you. Yeah, we are so excited to have you here. Um, You guys have already been so great, so warm, and so welcoming. And of course, we all know Billy is not going to remember all of our names for the first little bit. But, um, you know, we're going to get to know each other over the next couple months. It's going to be great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Billy, we have been uh, in a sermon series. We're looking at the life of Peter and kind of getting to know Jesus through Peter's eyes as it leads us up into the Easter season. Uh, And so, in a lot of ways, this it's the story of Peter's spiritual journey, and so we thought it might be a nice way to start getting to know you, would be to have you up here and say, what is what has your spiritual journey been like? And because you are going to be leading us particularly in this area of families, so our kids, our teenagers, 
I was thinking maybe you could just share a little bit um, about what your spiritual journey was like as a kid or a teen, starting there. Yeah, it was, um, well, I was, I was born and raised in Wichita, Kansas, and um, my spiritual journey was pretty, pretty rocky, frankly. I mean, I, um, I went to a very fundamentalist church as a child, and, um, and soon, really, I, I mean, I, I couldn't, as, I didn't have the words to say, you know, that I knew that I was, I was gay, but it's like at that time, I just remember feeling not, like I, I loved children's church, and I mm -hmm. loved performing, and I loved uh, Bible stories, because I could, I, I loved all of the message, but what I was seeing around me didn't reflect any of that. It, mm -hmm. it was very much like, well, yes, that, but not you. But mm -hmm. yes, that's, there's that, but that's not for you. But mm -hmm. you can have that if you're this, but not if you're this. Mm -hmm. And so it was really confusing um, yeah. and really isolating. So I, I've, I have felt, as I became 13 or 14 years old, I was just like, well, forget it. Like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, um, like the song was saying, you are worthy. I did not feel that. I, uh -huh. I certainly did not feel that. Um, and so I just decided, you know, I don't really believe in anything, I don't think, for, for many, many years. And, yeah. um, and, you know, and that's, that was my experience because I just, you know, and I went to a church where they were like, you can't even go to movies um, or dance, which mm -hmm. whatever, but anyway, like, <laughs> it's like, is this footloose? Like, I don't understand. It was really, and then, but then every Sunday after church, we went to a movie. So I'm like, dad, like this doesn't, go like at all um so there's that and um and into my mid-20s i really didn't believe in anything unfortunately i got i had some pretty significant health scares um in my 20s and so i as i recovered i knew there was a god because i knew that there were things outside of my control that were happening and that i was healing that doctors couldn't do and that I certainly wasn't doing. So I knew that this God existed and that whatever this spirit was, whatever this spirit of the universe, whatever you want to call it, I was being healed. And um, so I thought I would go and I became a Catholic um, <laughs> as an adult. And because I really liked the quiet contemplative nature of Catholicism, all the other stuff aside for me, that's where I can feel uh, safe mm -hmm. internally um, mm -hmm. to encounter God. Um, that's a little bit of that's that. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So you went from this like, wow, I've been in this environment. I'm introduced to this idea of God, and yet something just doesn't fit. And I certainly don't feel like they actually want me to be part of this community. Like this God doesn't seem to be for me. But then going through without that like family compulsion, but just your own private journey back towards a bigger God yeah. and, and a God that you could experience in a new and a different way. Yeah. That's really beautiful. So how did you actually become the kind of person who wants to work at churches? I mean, because now that's another level. You're not just, just privately reconnecting with God, but like you want to be part of other people's journeys. I don't know. I don't know how this <laughs> happened. You know, I... I <laughs> I am, I'm an actor and I'm a writer and I, but um, my, I, I lived in Chicago for about 25 years 
and I met my husband there, and we, he's from uh, near Pasadena, and we, uh, in 2019, decided to move back to California, and so I had never lived here before, so we moved to Long Beach, and then six months later, everything <laughs> shut down, and um, so I didn't have a job for a long time, and I, I certainly wasn't doing any acting work. I, I was grateful that I got some of that, but during COVID, we decided uh, we left Long Beach. We moved to this place in Hollywood because it's it was a, a great deal. Whatever people were leaving LA, um, I have a point. I promise about you're doing like, great. <laughs> um, so. Fast forward to about 2022, I'm like going crazy. Things are starting to happen in the world and uh, things were happening in Ukraine. Um, I was feeling very helpless. I have a background in um, social service. I did a lot of aid service work in Chicago. I worked in the Cook County Jail for two years as a uh, health educator. And so when these things were happening and I still wasn't working, I was like, okay, God, I need to be of service somehow. and. I was looking for, I hadn't been to church at all since I moved to California because everything was closed um, and I didn't even know where to look. So I went online and saw this church by me and um, they were also hiring a, a volunteer coordinator. I'm like, and it was the last day to apply. And I said, well, I have experience with this and it's close and why not? I probably won't get it. And, and that was two years ago. And so, working in churches has been a real, or, or one church, has been a real blessing because it's really interesting to see how everybody comes to God differently. You know, we all come with our own lived experience and mm -hmm. uh, our opinions or, or our things we like or don't like, or maybe we don't even believe in God, and that's fine too, but it's, uh, it's, it's become this thing where... Uh, when I when I came to City Church, I was just like, "Wow, this is a this is amazing. This is amazing. This is an amazing community." And um, this is something I didn't have growing up. This is not the environment that I was raised in. And I hope to God that if I can serve here, that that's really remarkable, you know. Because, like the song said, this love it really is. This is for everyone. That it's not exclusive, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so that's why I want to be, to serve here anyway. Oh, I love it. I appreciate it. Is there anything you want us to know or any ways we can just be helpful over this first month or so as you're, you're just getting to know us? I am going to be smiling and nodding a lot. <laughs> and like, and it doesn't mean I'm, I'm not disengaged. Sometimes I'm thinking ahead and I'm listening and I'm, I'm trying to, pro I'm a problem solver. And I do like... I really like for people to be happy too, so I have to like, I have to just kind of, uh, just observe. I think, and um, but know that I am listening. I, I truly am listening, and yeah, and, and everybody's been super wel welcoming so far. So I'm. I'm so glad. Yeah. I'm yeah. so glad. Yeah. Well, we are just thrilled you're here. A quick reminder to all the parents in the room: if you're planning on there's a a hangout after service at Bill's with pizza and games for like our middle school and high schoolers. You can either drop your kids off or parents if you wanna hang out, but make sure that you have texted Leanna her information's in the digital handout um, so she knows you're coming so she gets enough pizza. 
So that's your quick little reminder, parents. That's your task if you haven't texted me any yet, okay? Um, Billy, thank you. Thank, thank you so thank much. Thank you, Brenna, and thank you all. And I, I saw a friend of mine here, and I didn't even know he came to church here, so I'm super grateful to be here. We can do that. There you go. Um, so I'm Bill White. I am the other co-pastor here. My pronouns are he, him. And, uh, you know, it's just a great setup for us today. We're looking at the life of Peter. And, you know, Peter went on his journey. And he encountered Jesus, and he had to figure out what to do with him, just like all of us do, just like Billy did. And it's okay. We get to be us. And then there are these key moments in our lives when it's like, sometimes we actually have to kind of make some decisions. And so the last couple of weeks, we've talked about some of the challenges in the spiritual journey and some of our doubts in the spiritual journey. And next week, we're going to talk about some of our struggles and failures and all that stuff. But today, today, we're actually talking about kind of some of those sweet moments. And I'm really looking forward to it. So if you would welcome Sean Shelton as he comes down to read scripture for us today. And typically around City Church, we stand um, to just kind of say, hey, we, we're trying to pay attention. We're trying to listen in. All right. Uh, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you, he said, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you're the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. People of God, this is the word of God. You may be seated. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate that. So we're going to just take a, uh, a simple look at this passage in, in sort of two halves. And the first half, we're going to look at what, what do other people say about who Jesus is? And what impact does that have on us? Um, and around City Church, we, this is an important thing because a, a lot of us come out of different religious backgrounds. And we've been influenced by people. And we need to look at that and ask questions about it, right? So, so Jesus shows up. And he says this in Matthew 16, verse 13, what Sean just read. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, those are the you know, dozen or so folks following him, he said, who do people say the Son of Man is? And that word Son of Man, that phrase, that's kind of how he refers to himself. It's probably a better translation would be the human one. 
if, if, you, if you look at the Greek there, I think that's probably a better translation. And theologically, it's a better translation because Jesus is saying, uh, essentially, like, God cares so much about this world that God's going to walk this place with us in the form of the human one, like a true human. And so Jesus is asking this question, and he's, he's saying, hey, who do people say that I am? And they respond, and we'll think about that in a second. But what I want us to do here for this piece is I want us to engage sort of our, our holy imagination. The, the Jewish approach to interpreting scripture is called midrash. And it's this idea that you engage your imagination and you say, what, what is this suggesting to me? How do I relate to this? What, what does this speak to in my life? And you're looking kind of beneath and between and around the words, trying to understand, like, what's in this for me? And so we're going to do a little bit of this holy imagination with the three responses that are given here. So the, the next verse, it says, they replied, some say you're John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah, one of the prophets. And I want us to think about those three categories, okay? The category of Elijah, John the Baptist, and Jeremiah. And I want to just kind of imagine these kinds of responses because I have a feeling this is how a lot of us have had other people tell us who Jesus is. In some ways, it's the good, the bad, and the ugly. All right, so Elijah's the good, right? Elijah was the prophet who was going to come before the Messiah and lay the path, and everyone knew that Elijah was just, was just really cool. You know, Elijah was the best and did miracles. And, and some of us had that experience that they thought of Jesus as Elijah. It's like, like a really good influence, really good or maybe uh, healer, these sorts of things. And maybe we didn't really encounter Jesus as what Peter's going to lay out here in a second as the Messiah through the impact of those folks. But it set us up well. Does that make sense? Like some of you have had experiences around religious people or in religious groups that set you up well. Like you're like, that was really wholesome. That was really healthy. Right? And that, that helped me on my spiritual journey. Now, for others, it was just sort of weird. And that's, think about John the Baptist. All right, so that's the second category we're going to think about. John the Baptist, I mean, he was Jesus' contemporary. And so they're like, who, is, who are you, Jesus? You know, Jesus is saying, who do people say I am? And they're like, they think you're John the Baptist, who just recently died. So it's like, you're a zombie. You know, you're like the walking dead or something. You know, and, and it's sort of these bizarre ideas about who Jesus is. And a lot of times people have really bizarre ideas about who Jesus is, and that influences us. I remember I was sitting in a group, um, and, and the question came up about who, who is Jesus to you? And this woman says, well, I just, I know that Jesus came off a UFO. And it was just a fascinating conversation, right, to ask her, like, oh, you know, tell, tell us more. And it was a, and, and other people in the, you know, but, but some of us have had that experience that Jesus is just bizarre. And I, I think of some of my friends who come from different religious traditions or like with uh, like crazy families where Jesus is some sort of like spell caster or, or like universal, uh, like 
life force, UFO, alien, like, and there's just weird stuff that's like, man, maybe that didn't really help me. Maybe it wasn't terrible, but it didn't really help me. And it kind of distracted me. I think there's a lot of folks out there who's like, you know, Jesus just wants you to get the money. You know, like Jesus is going to, you just talk to Jesus and, and rub this. I don't, like, I remember <laughs> there's a TV ad where it's like, if you place your hand on the screen of the TV and say the name of Jesus, you will receive. Literally, I remember seeing that ad. It was like $1,000 or something like that. Of course, you had to donate, but he was going to multiply it. It was just weird. Like, I'm not going to put my hand on the TV screen as some sort of conduit to the other dimension. Like, that's weird. And some of us literally have had just weird experiences with people saying weird things about God and Jesus. All right, the third one, they say, well, maybe he's like Jeremiah. And this is bad. And no disrespect to Jeremiah. I love Jeremiah. But everyone knew in the first century that if you were going to be any of the prophets, you did not want to be Jeremiah. <laughs> Jeremiah was called the weeping prophet. They threw him in prison. They threw him in a big, uh, they called it a cistern, which is like a, a well that was full of mud. And they just left him there. And he ended up, he, was, he failed at every prophecy that he gave. And all of his friends abandoned him. And he kept saying, you know, don't go to Egypt, don't go to Egypt. And then at the end of his life, uh, these, these kind of this rebel band grabbed him and took him to Egypt, <laughs> the very place he kept telling people not to go. I mean, he was just, he's sort of the bad prophet. And again, we're engaging our holy imagination here. But I think a lot of us have been told that Jesus is the bad prophet. Okay? A lot of us have had those negative experiences where Jesus is full of hate. I mean, like what Billy was just sharing. Right? All these great Bible stories, but they're not for you. Because Jesus actually hates you. And I just, I, you know, I, I think of this, uh, there's a cartoon where, where it's a mom and a dad and a, and a kid, and the kid's been asking some questions, and, and the dad is pointing his finger, screaming at him, saying, God hates you. God bless you. You know, and like this, this picture of like, you know, so many churches have believed that the gospel, the good news, has to start with telling people they're horrible, that they're worthless, that they're just sinful pieces of poo, and that God hates them. Like, I mean, you have heard these stories, haven't you? Like, how many people have heard God hates you? Like, I mean, so many of us. So this is the first question Jesus asks. Like, who do other people say I am? And I wonder about in your life, who have people said that Jesus is? Some of them, it was actually really helpful, and it kind of paved the way for you. Others were just kind of weird these non-sequiturs that you had to sort out later, and some were really unhealthy, really depressing and hateful. 
I, th- I mean, just think about like the, the white Jesus, right? I mean, if you search for like images of Jesus, what comes up first? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm pretty white. I mean, my last name is white after all. But I mean, he's even more white than I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not helpful. So at City Church, we talk a lot about what other people have told us about Jesus. Because so many of us have come out of traumatic experiences. We've had negative religious, we've been part of negative religious groups that have just not helped us. Or we just, there's just been a lot of trauma, a lot of spiritual trauma or abuse in our lives. And it's important to talk about that. But notice what Jesus does. He presses on. And he says, how about you? Who do you say I am? Like, it's important to deconstruct some of the garbage you have inherited. It's really important to deconstruct that stuff. But if you're just going to sit there, come on, really? That's not the spiritual journey. Jesus is asking us, inviting us. How about you? Who do you say that I am? And I want to ask that question today because that's our scripture. It's a sort of assigned text for the day. And I think we need to answer that question. Christianity ultimately is not just theism, where we believe in God. Christianity is centered on Christ. And there's this moment, right, when Peter says, he responds to that question, and he says, Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God, or the child of the living God. Like, you're, you're God in the flesh teaching us how to live, how to be truly human. You're it. You're the best. And it's a sweet moment between them, and Jesus responds, and, and they kind of have this moment. And the invitation is for us to have that moment and to answer that question. And some of us have been playing with that question for a while, wondering or thinking, there comes a day when you have to be all in. You, know, you get to say, yeah, I, I'm in, Jesus, with you. I think you're great. It's not to diminish the fact that there are doubts, which we talked about last week. It's not to diminish the fact that there are failures and struggles, which we'll talk about next week. We think those are normal and healthy and part of the spiritual life. But there are those moments of sweetness, of connection, of saying, Yeah, I believe. I trust. I'm yours. My wife grew up sort of semi-religious and not particularly active, particularly in the college years. And one year in college, she took a a six-week trip over our January term, and she went to India to study religion. And she was in my Bible study. I had invited her. And I was concerned for her soul, and I sent her with her a little Bible to take with her. 
Um, I, boy, you should have seen me then. You think I'm a lot now. Um, but she went, she was kind of having an ex existential crisis in her life. And her friend Pam invited her to go. Pam is Jewish by birth, atheist by religion. And Pam said, hey, let's take this six-week six term and go study Hinduism and Buddhism in India. And while they were there, it ends up they spent some time in a mosque as well. And while Katie was there, she had this little pocket Bible, and she started reading through it on Christmas Day in 1989. She read the entire Gospel of John, which is one of the little biographies of the life of Jesus. And it was this moment for her where she realized for her, like, Jesus is different. There's no criticism of the other religions. But she found herself compelled by who he was. And so there, studying Hinduism and Buddhism and Islam with her Jewish atheist friend, she became a Christian on Christmas Day. And she's been bumping along in her faith ever since, right? I mean, we all bump along. I mean, it's, you know, but... But for her, that's what it looked like. For Peter, this is what it looks like. For you, I don't know what it looks like. For some people, it's a really slow and long process. For others, it's like a revelation. For others, it's they think about it. And it's almost like a philosophical truth that they come to. It doesn't matter. But the question still gets asked. Who do you say I am? Will you, will you trust me with your life? Will you love me? Will you let me love you? I want to invite up our friend Barbara Sinclair. Uh, if you would welcome up Barbara as she comes to share a little bit of her story. Come on down. That's for you. That's for you. Yeah, come, on, come on over here a little bit. Come on, let's get, let's get comfy. Um, this is going to be for you. Is, I think so. Find out. Be gentle with it at first. Oh, there you go. Here, rotate out a little bit so the nice people can see you. Hi. <laughs> Let me turn a little. Yeah. So this is Barbara, and um, you know, we around City Church, we love to interview people and have stories. So, Barbara, how long have you been around City Church, and why in the world are you here? <laughs> I mean, you of all people. Yeah, really. Um, I started coming two and a half years ago. I can't believe it's been that long. It'll be three years in July. Wow. And why did I come here? Why did you come? Well, I started... What, tell us, tell us a little bit, like... Background. Where, yeah, give us a little bit of background. Okay. Like, where, what, what religion, religious identification would you say you had before coming to City Church? I was for 20 years uh, a Wiccan elder priestess. Uh, before that, I was just Wiccan. Um, I followed the goddess, mm -hmm. which uh, is a long story, but it's like the goddess is considered to be uh, imminent, not transcendent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So kind of, kind of it's not something in, it's inside you. It's not, it's not like out. Jesus yep. and mm -hmm. God and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so so uh, is there a more common term that people use to describe people like you in your former life? 
witch. Oh, okay. There you go. Great. It's like all Wiccans are witches, but not all witches are Wiccans. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, Wicca is a religion. Um, you revere and follow the goddess. Witchcraft is doing spells and magic. Well, Wicca has magic too, but that's yeah, another yeah, story. Yeah. Uh, so a pastor and a witch go to a bar. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we went to a barbecue in the neighborhood. And <laughs> Same idea. <laughs> um, and so we met, and I thought, oh, he's really cool. I really like him. And um, we started having little uh, Facebook arguments about, <laughs> you people took all of our symbols and put it into Christianity. You stole the Yule log, and you stole hey, Christmas. My Christmas tree is holy. You're, you're right, right. Well, that started with Prince Albert, but that's another story. Oh, yeah. Um, and you even changed uh, Jesus' birthday so that it could fall near the summer solstice. Hello. So, so you could get pagans to come to Christianity. We're right? not dumb. That right? That's right, right? Yeah, come on. Okay, okay. Yeah, of course we did. I mean, we, did, we did a lot worse than that, I'm saying. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Particularly things. to people like you. Yeah, right, exactly. So, I mean, <laughs> thanks for taking it easy on us. So, but, so why, like, in terms of your spiritual journey, so we met at a barbecue probably six or eight years ago in the neighborhood, but two and a half years ago, you reached out, and, but why was that? I had strange things happening in, in my life. I had this... Pull. I've always been interested in in spiritual things and other religions, and um, frankly, most of what I knew about Jesus, since I'm a strong feminist, was from reading about Mary Magdalene, uh, who mm -hmm. I just adore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I started having these funny little things. The first thing was my car radio kept switching to <laughs> Christian talk radio from... <laughs> And that From drew you closer to God and not further? That's right. It's like, what? What is this? And this happened at least twice. And it was always coming out of my, my garden, um, my community garden. The other thing, um, there was this gorgeous leather-bound study Bible that someone had left on the table at the community garden. And, you know, I have... I have all kinds of spiritual books. I have the Baklavad Gita, and I thought, I'm just only interested in this because, you know, it's a collection yeah. of my spiritual tomes. Mm -hmm. And I wrote to the people in the garden, and I said, somebody left this here, and I'm coming again Wednesday, and if it's still here Friday, I'm taking it home. So it was still there Wednesday, and so I decided I should leave it. And I went Friday, and it was gone. Mm. And I was like heartbroken. Oh. It's like, why do I care about? Why do I care? I really, really wanted that thing. Um, <laughs> so, th so those kinds of things were happening to me, and I was just puzzled. And then one day, I was in my library, and I have a window that always has hummingbirds coming to the window. And this one afternoon, I was sitting there not thinking of anything in particular. And this hummingbird came to the window and it stayed and it stayed and it stayed. And it was like three minutes, this hummingbird, if you know hummingbirds, you know they're not, they're not gonna stay that long. And all of a sudden I just had this overwhelming feeling, though I'm gonna cry now, 
of joy and fullness. And I said, that's you, isn't it? That's you. And, and, and I knew it was. I knew, I knew absolutely that it was Jesus through the Holy Spirit. And I was filled. And I thought in my mind, why in the world did you send a hummingbird? And this voice in my head, my own voice, you know, it's in my head, said, because I wanted to send something that you would believe. Hmm. And so I called this guy, and I said. <laughs> and that was I helpful, I'm sure. I texted I'm sure you, that was I texted helpful. you. Oh, yeah, and I said, I think I need to talk to you about Jesus. Yeah. So let me tell you, so, so a pastor and a witch go to a bar. So we, we go to, what was the? Steelcraft, you know, they, I, so I, I buy her, I actually don't drink beer, but I bought her beer. And uh, do you remember that first conversation? So, oh, yeah. So Barbara sits <laughs> down and she says, tell me about Jesus. And do you remember what I said? No. I said no. <laughs> I said, Barbara, that's weird. People don't do that. That's not what normal people do. Normal people go out for a beer, they sit down and they say like, how was your day? Like, tell me a little bit of your story, right? And so I'm like, I'm not going to tell you about Jesus. And so I didn't tell her about Jesus. And we had a lovely conversation, right? Right. It was so fun. We laughed, and, and then we left. And then, <laughs> and then I texted him and said, I want you to tell me about study Bibles, and I want you to tell me what kind of Bible I should get. And what did I say? No. <laughs> I said, no, I'm like, the Bible is freaking weird. Like, you shouldn't read this. It's terrible. There's all kinds of weird stuff in there. And I don't know if I support it. Um, and so, I mean, truth is, I love the Bible. But I just, I don't know. I felt like, I felt like you were looking for, like, the right answer. Like, if I just get this, then I'll be fine. And it's like, that's not how it works, you know? And so I said, no. And so then we had another get-together. I don't know if we got a beer or something. And then she asked me for a Bible again, and I said no. And then the third time... At your house. Yeah, the third time, I said, sure, come on over. And she came to, she came to our, our, my house. And remember, I had a stack of Bibles. Yes, and a stack of study Bibles. A stack of study Bibles. And uh, do you remember what passages we looked at? Do you remember? No. Oh, I thought it was classic, but obviously it didn't have that much of an impact. So we, we looked at Genesis 1 and creation. Then oh, we, looked at, right. yep, yep. we looked at Revelation and the, the coming of the beast. Oh, I know. I remember what you talked about. You talked about uh, the different styles of writing in right. the Bible, that there's literature and yeah, there's fantasy yeah, and yeah. there's Yeah, we horror. talked about Game of Thrones, <laughs> and right? Yeah, it was fun. Music, yeah, yeah, it was great. And then we read some of the passages yes, about, we, uh, we read Romans chapter 1, which is, uh, you know, about the classic clobber passage about homosexuality, right. so that she and her partner, Maureen, would know that, you know, what no, they were... we're not welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I just, I figured, you know what, we're going to start with the, with the good stuff, and I was like, hey, there are different ways to think about this, but you're not, you know, I don't want to, I'm not trying to bait and switch, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, I think part of the reason that it took me so long to get where I got here is that most of my experience with Christians were just tight, no, I can't say that word, <laughs> tight, 
they were tightly, tightly wound. Tightly wound evangelicals who are In the are rear. Like, you're, yes. <laughs> you're bad. Uh, not only are you Wiccan, you're a lesbian, and just you're just awful. And so it's like, that, that wasn't really yeah. something that recommended me to, or yeah. drew me to Christianity. Yeah. So how I was led to find this guy, and I didn't know anything about City Church, absolutely nothing, except that Bill was a preacher there. And um, so I, I just consider myself incredibly lucky that this is where I landed, because I could have landed anywhere. I know, I know. So... Um, so I remember the day, so you came to church, remember you brought a friend, so you didn't have yeah. to come alone with our friend Jen, who's also a neighbor, and then we had a conversation about communion, I explained mm -hmm. communion, which we'll do at the end of the service today, where it's, we talk about Jesus' body broken, his blood shed, and so you don't need to participate, you can if you want, because you're on your journey, this, that, and the other, and you said you're going to take some and time. And I didn't that week. Yeah, you didn't, no, and then the next week. I did. And Why? Because I had already decided, I had already opened the door. It's like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> you know, all right, all right, I'm Christian, okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and it, through all this, I'm explaining this to my still elder priestess partner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought Maureen might show up today to hear you. No, oh, she'll watch it later, I'll okay. believe right. it. Hi, Maureen. Hi, hi, hi honey. <laughs> Maureen is great, by the way. Yeah. Very fun, thoughtful person. So we're in a mixed marriage now, except yeah. we're not quite married yet, but we're, we're, we're going to do that. Okay. That's, that's, that's what you say. Are, but I know, I know. Um, and then there was this great moment, and I think we actually have a photograph, Joe. Oh, yeah. There it is. That's in my hot tub. Yep, yep. <laughs> right there. <Come> <laughs> oh. I wanted the bells and whistles. I wanted the bells and whistles. <laughs> yeah. She wore a white robe. I and did. Fortunately, was... I had a white robe. Yeah. <laughs> I, bet, I bet you did. Yeah. Um, and she got baptized because she's like, look, I'm, I'm part of the, like, I'm following Christ. You know, not perfectly. I mean, and what would you say, like, I mean, now everything's better, right? Your whole life is perfect? Not perfect, but definitely better. It is. Okay, it is, how would yeah. you, like, what would you say, like, and again, I'm not looking, like, don't exaggerate, but, like, how would you say, like, you've connected with Christ, you know, that, I mean, or feel connected, or I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what even I'm asking here, I but, understand. like, it's been this journey for mm -hmm. a couple of years. What have been some of the, the sweet spots that we're talking about today? What, what's been a sweet, or come of the sweet moments or sweet connections? Or what, what's think different? At some point, I've realized that I'm really not angry anymore. Mm. Um, and as you know, a hardcore feminist, I've spent a lot of time angry. And I'm, and I'm <laughs> for just, good reason, but, really, yeah, but really. still. But yeah. I, I feel like I can look at things a little more objectively now. Mm. Um, I'm absolutely more tolerant and less opinionated. <laughs> you still have a few opinions. Well, you know, a little bit, a little bit. I've had, I've had some bumps, uh, some leftover baggage that I've really had to examine mm. uh, regarding gender issues that mm -hmm. uh, fortunately I can say are now fixed. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you've been on the journey. You're still on the journey. Oh yeah, just sure. like me and everybody else. Yep. And um, we 
just deeply appreciate you. And thanks for, thanks for just being us and loving us and welcoming us so well. Thanks for being a good neighbor to me and to so many others. You Thank are you. a gift. I love you too. Oh, I love you. Thanks, Barbara. <laughs> you know I have a question for you. I appreciate you. So, oh, oh, that's I, right. Oh, I, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Forgot, I'm supposed to. I forgot. I forgot. You can, you can sit up. down. You can okay, stand, I can stand up. All right. All right. So typically at the end, we let them ask a question, which is a terrible decision that we decided yeah, to do you that. You tried but. to get out of it, didn't you? So I really thought long and hard about what I could ask Bill. I, I know him sort of well, but I really wanted to get an answer to, you know, what what kind of a guy he really is. So this is my question for you. What is the answer to life, the universe, and everything? <laughs> I'll tell you a story. You don't know? I'm going to tell you a story. Can, right. I, can I tell you a story? Yes. And this is one of my sweet moments. Okay. Um, so it was a very insecure um, child in an alcoholic family, um, always wondering the deep questions. As a 16-year-old, I would lie awake in my bed at night asking, why am I here? What is the universe about? Um, and I would cry myself to sleep at night. And one night, I'm literally lying in bed, and I, and I say to God-ish, <laughs> I say, I'm going to stay. I have to know. I, why am I here? What, is there any reason? What is, what is life? And I, I just start praying. Not very well, because I wasn't a big church guy or anything like that. And there's, it had been a quiet night. It was in the winter. And there was this huge rustling of wind. And this, all these leaves blew up against my window. And in my heart, it wasn't even in my head, it was in my heart, there a voice spoke and said, love. And I wept and wept and wept and didn't realize till later, you know, Scripture says God is love and, you know, we're supposed to love and all this stuff. But I think for me, I, you know, that's an oversimplified answer, but that's the only one that I, I've held on forever okay. since, so. What's the answer? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, look out, look out. That would have been bad. So I didn't even answer your question. There, there actually wasn't, there was, there was an answer I didn't know. I'm so sorry. Well, and I went and told you a story you weren't even interested in. Well, there you go. Well, you know, you, preachers, this is what preachers do. Sorry. Um, we're going to take a minute now, and I want, I want folks here to like, think about who do you say I, Jesus is? Where are you at on your journey? You get to be wherever you are. We're not looking for a right answer here. Um, and so we're going to put up a, a picture. Amy, could you? Wherever Amy went. Oh, you're so good. You are so good. Um, and uh, there's... There, the, some folks have been doing these rings in the back each week. Uh, if you want, you can write on a ring and tape it onto our chain, which we'll put up here uh, on a piece of paper. But, but the question is, like, do you have a question that you're asking that sometimes we ask questions to defend ourselves from God? But maybe there's a question 
that's going to help you lean in. Or maybe you want to just say privately to Jesus, I'm going to try to trust you. Or help me. I, I'm, or something else. I don't know. Feel free. You can write something on a piece of paper. You can just sit and reflect. There's a picture, and this is a picture from our friends over at Sanctified Art. This is Peter and Jesus and kind of that sweet moment. And just look and listen for a moment. Uh, we'll take a minute or two and just have a chance to reflect on where we are with Jesus. Jesus.